Hi, this is Aaron Azrod, and welcome to the 70th episode of the Truth Island podcast. A commonality among many ancient cultures was the development of some type of astrological system used in order to predict key events, describe someone's personality, or perhaps even an early form of PowerPoint to illustrate stories. For as long as people have wandered the earth, people have always looked at the stars for answers. In fact, even most of our Abrahamic religions stem from the Middle East, where countless travelers would often travel at the desert at night, having only the patterns of the night sky as their compass. However, the specific devotion to the night sky is known as astrology, with ancient roots as far back as Mesopotamia, then making its way through India and China, and eventually becoming vital to the ancient Greeks and Rome in, in the Western world. In most of these instances, electional astrology was used, meaning the alignment of stars and the planets could influence whether a society went to war, if a new emperor would do a good job, or if a famine was about to overtake the land. Astrology, however, did not stop in the ancient world, pervading through the Middle Ages, Renaissance, and even into the Age of Enlightenment. Even famous astronomers such as Kepler and Galileo worked as astrologers, as for the longest time, the two disciplines were indistinguishable from one another. Astrology has even been reshaped in the 20th century by the psychologist Carl Jung, who developed the theory of synchronicity that is, people tend to carry the spirit of the age they are born in, and all coincidences have deep-seated meanings. Joining us for a deep look at the stars throughout the ages, I am once again joined by Frida. Frida, I guess according to the theory of synchronicity, we are exactly in the right place today. We are. <laughs> Everything can be and, and thank you again for having me i, I love your introduction about astrology i feel that when we have that knowingness that you know everything comes in its own time doesn't that give you a sense of security that kind of sense of, and feeling of okay then there isn't this particular uh time frame that you have to kind of mold and create like yeah, yes and no. I'll be very honest here. So yes, in the sense that you're not, it definitely helps with anxiety, right? Because, you know, we all, we all follow society standards. We all have biological clocks of like, oh my God, I'm 30, blah, blah, blah years old. I need to be married. I need to be doing this, or I, I should have gotten that promotion. I should have, gra you know, graduated college by now. We all have those kind of things. And it's kind of nice to know that like, oh, the stars tell me that it's just not time for my promotion or the stars tell me it's not ready to be married. And that feels really good. It feels really, really, really good. There is another part of me, however, that says, am I just using the stars to procrastinate or, or like, do I, do I have to take certain steps or do I have to take certain levels of, you know, initiative in order to realize my goals? Like, I can't necessarily just wait for like uh, Pluto to go behind Jupiter or something before I can, <laughs> I can, I'm due for another promotion. Yeah. And I mean, for how far astrology has come from, you know, the birth theory is, you know, in Mesopotamia to now and how it's used. First of all, I'm just happy that it still exists, that it's not a, a tool that's lost. Like we're still, you know, able. Now we have apps, software that you can literally plug in things instantly to tell you, you know, where everything is. So that's really cool. But yes, that are, there is that question of how much is your free will and your actual choices versus what is quote unquote mapped out for you. Yes. Yeah. And this is, I, I am... <sighs> like I am definitely a proponent of free will in the, in this sense. Like I, I do have a rugged individualism of like stars ain't going to tell me what I can do and can't do. So like, I, I do, I do, <laughs> I, I do have that, um, that, that kind of feeling of me. I think astrology helps me the most when I feel powerless. Like I feel like when I'm apps, like when I've really tried my hardest at something and I just like the universe is just not bending to my will then it kind of helps to have a spiritual system to take solace in and be like, okay, I've clearly taken every single actionable step under the sun. 
the universe will just not bend for me at this particular moment. And that, that, that is comforting. So I think it, it, it you know, with, with anything, it's, it's sort of a balance. And, you know, I think that that's probably what in olden days that that was the advisement, you know, it really was to just see based on the planets and the stars, how things moved, does it really affect us and how does it affect us? And I think that was really the concern was just to predict the unpredictable, to mm. kind of be one step ahead, which I feel we're still still got our weather app, still got the, the weatherman and he's not always right, but it's kind of there. So I think with uh, astrology, it, it's it's really finding explanations and finding just solid advice of direction really maybe uncovering more of a deeper sense of you and Mm. then you are able to really make a choice because when I when I look at it and I've I've looked at my chart and I've I've spoken to several astrologers you see that the planets are a certain way and the only way I could describe it is that these planets are in particular houses there are 12 zodiac there's 12 houses So depending on where this is in your chart, it gives you aspects and explanation about yourself and things that maybe you need to overcome or face or where you're just at right now in the year, depending on where you look at it in a chart, right? And so this point is where you're just like, you're looking at that and you have a choice to kind of make. And depending on your choice, right, you can go into thousands of different directions hmm this is interesting when you say like the planets are each belong to a house so in, in astrology it's not like it doesn't act, like astrology doesn't tell people to just sit tight and be passive right it doesn't it doesn't tell us to just like be like hey planets aren't the right way you better just sit there there's always choices to be made and there's always something you can be doing it's just that what exactly you should be focusing on varies along those planet uh the planetary alignment so if i get this straight if let's just say um my planets align in a certain way is that telling me hey aaron you need to really focus on your love life right now and then if the planets align in another way hey don't worry about your love life right now focus on your career is that is that what i'm hearing here that like you're always taking initiative and you're always taking action it's just the direction of your pursuits vary yeah and depending on what time frame? So when you, if you look at, if you put your information in, it literally as a chart, it looks like a clock, like mm. a giant clock. And depending on the astrologer, if you were, you know, wanting to test them, I would suggest to put in information of in your past, because then you can really see if based on their translation, are they correct of something that happened? I mean, based on the planets of where it is in that particular time frame, they would be able to say, hey, Aaron, this was a time in your life. You went to the hospital, you broke your arm and you're going to be like, how do you know that? Hmm, that's interesting. And the, so what's the information that you have to give to the astrologer for them to know that you broke your arm? So usually it's a number of things. So it's day, month year of birth the exact time frame of your birth that's essential if you don't have it it gets a lot trickier from there because this is about constellation so basically when you put in that information also the place of where you were born huh. into the software it produces a formula and gives you a snapshot we basically call it a natal chart which is a blueprint or a snapshot of exactly where the planets were at the time of your birth. And they will be in specific houses. So remember, that's never going to change because that was when you were born, right? Yeah. But the planets are always going to be moving and in, in, in different spots because of how old you are. You're going to say, I want to look at when I was twi- 25 years old in July. And then they'll put it, that information in. And it gives you a snapshot again. So 
I'm going to get cryptic because, you know, I like to do that. Uh, <laughs> I have I have read and I have heard as a theory. I don't know. I'm not going to test it. But I've heard in theory, an astrologer can actually go all the way into your future and pick a year and tell you if that is when you die. Now, I don't know how many people would want to know that, but it's a clock. So you got to think of it of it'll tell you throughout this year, yes, to focus on business because Jupiter is in this house or, hey, maybe don't get into an argument with your spouse in this month because Mars is here and Mars is magnified, which means your ego is going to be gigantic, which means you're going to want to challenge everything, but it's not the best time to have an argument. Those types of things. In other words, it's not based on like, like if Jupiter is in a certain direction, it doesn't mean, does that just mean that the universe is conspiring against you in that realm or does it mean that your personality is not ready for the task at that moment all right so my first response would be that i try to view that the universe always has your back the universe mm. is always here to guide you now it's a bumpy road sometimes because aren't we stubborn <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes we got to learn things slowly and sometimes we learn things instantly. So it's it's about those hurdles that you've come to overcome. And I love to describe it like a video game. You create the adventure. Do you climb that tree and break your arm and then you go to the hospital and then that produces an experience? Or do you have that fight with the spouse that wasn't really working anyway and you guys divorce and you go into a totally different route? that's the deeper part of astrology that I do find fascinating, but you don't want to get into a huge rabbit hole. So <laughs> to go back to your uh, previous you know, question, uh, I brought him up at last episode, so I'm going to butcher his name again, but the semi-creator of yoga to the Western world is Yoganda something. And he was a guru in India in the 19th century that brought yoga here. And he said, that in his study from his guru, they said to, to study astrology, learn it, observe it, but do not get attached to what astrology gives you. So I think it's part of what you're saying there too, is you can study it, you can read your horoscope, you can do your natal chart, but understand that nothing is set in stone. Everything on this earth is temporary and everything is really by your choice. So things it could like now how often does this change because you said that you have to pay attention to like the time that you were born it's like it's very very specific does your purpose like does your planetary alignment change every month every day every year so like let, let's just say my planets have aligned in such a way that i need to really focus on business how long does that cycle last before it changes again so the natal chart never stays it stays the same because that's only the time frame of your birth but if you're going like, you know, yearly, yes, you kind of go by the month that you're asking and by the year and location. So you could, I mean, you could actually technically do an astrological chart for the United States. You basically just plug in today's date, location is the US, and it uploads in the software, literally an astrological chart of where the United States is right now. So, Which we all want to know. <laughs> right, so we put the date of birth of the U.S. as 1776. Is that is that how the software would work? Yeah. R really? So the so this is not just for people. So in other words, you can actually put the date of birth of of a country and see what that like that country has like a living is like treated as a living person in a way. If you if you want well as an entity. So if as you want to yeah. So if you want to try that, you can. I don't see why you can't. I mean, this is all about learning and analysis. I mean, really, that's what astrology. I think like down to earth was for. It was for advisement. It was about really analyzing where we are, you know, just like it was saying about wars and, and those types of things, really cataclysmic things and to prepare basically. And so, yes, uh, the planets also rotate in their own cycles. As we know, Mars rotates in a different way than earth. Jupiter, Mercury, et cetera. So I don't have that all memorized, but <laughs> I do know that if there's specific planets that are retrograde, 
which means retrograde is its basic way of explaining is retrograde means it's slower. It means it's kind of, it, it appears that it's going backwards, but it's not. And those are the times where there's a lot of um, issues at hand. So if Jupiter is in retrograde, careers are in question, careers are changing, careers are being analyzed. Hmm. Like I said, with, Mar with Mars, if it's retrograde, that means arguments are happening, uh, misunderstandings, those types of things. So like I particularly have a rule when Mercury, which is ruled by Gemini, which is about communication, and we usually have that about three or four times a year, depending on our calendar and our cycle. If Mercury is in retrograde, I will not sign any contract from anybody. The reason why is because misunderstandings and communication and not really addressing the fine print of Mercury retrograde, it's not a good time. Now, this is, this is, this is very interesting. And, uh, you know, it, it's, so is this the kind of thing that the ancient Greeks would lose? I did a little research before and they would decide like, okay, now's a good time to go to war. Like now, now we need to go to war. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Now's not a good time to go to war. Is that the kind is that the same thing that they would look at if, if Mercury was in retrograde that would determine whether they go to war or not go to war? Or was there more to it for them than for us? I would say it's a larger scale, obviously, because they're talking about countries. So maybe trading. Maybe we shouldn't talk about trading right now. We can continue doing this back and forth, but actually delegating, like making an agreement, we got to wait. Or um, anything contractual. So maybe about marriage, like we're talking about a union between two countries. They'd be like, well, we can start to discuss this, but we can't sign anything until after this particular day or after this particular phase of the moon. Remember, they were also analyzing eclipses at that time, which was needed because particularly on a lunar eclipse or a solar eclipse, it either meant war or it meant really catastrophic things, or it meant kind of like a rebirth and a good time for harvesting and a good time to celebrate. Now, would there, I've also read about the Greeks that they had omens. So like they, oh, that like if the, if like some kind of sparrow or something flew and landed on the uh, statue of Athena or something like that, that is that related to astrology at all the omens or are they, are those just like separate deal killers on the, on, on their own? I, I think it's folklore, but I think that ties in with synchronicity. Okay. And when we, and when we discuss Carl Jung, I think he definitely goes into dreams, into imagery and folklore and, and spirit animals and all that stuff. Oh yeah. Well, we'll get to synchronicity. I, I'm waiting for that. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm dying for that one. But like, I still have so many, like, like I'm like a, like I'm like a child right now in a candy store. Cause I have all these questions and like, this is definitely like, like I definitely did not, I went to Hebrew school. I never went to astrology school. So I'm always curious about learning as much as I can about other other systems of belief so you have these phases of the moon and like you could have the same contract right so let's just say you're you're selling your house okay let's say you're selling your house and you have a seller you have a buyer you have a price the same lawyers the same real estate agents everything is identical but something is going to go terribly wrong with that real estate deal even though the 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 exact specifics are the same during one one calendar cycle but then if you just wait that calendar cycle out the logistics of that contract could be identical but it'll work out just because it's in another phase of planetary alignment so a lot of people if they don't know anything about astrology they do know about mercury retrograde so <laughs> i do want to kind of backtrack and just say that even when i tell people about it I always tell people to look at it as just something that is because spiritualists like to make it like, oh, it's so terrible. Mercury's in retrograde. It's coming. Or I've seen shirts that where they blame everything on Mercury going retrograde. So, <laughs> you know, so I, Can I don't I use that as an excuse. Like, I'm sorry, Frida. It was just like Mercury was in retrograde. I, I dropped the ball there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, people, I mean, people probably have tried, you know, but it's like, <laughs> It's, it's at the end of the day, we go back to your free will, right? Yeah. So let's say we go to your example about the house. So in my case, I would try everything. Like I would literally communicate and be like, this isn't the greatest 
time. If you can wait for a certain amount, here's an exact date, which I think would be ideal to discuss these things to sell. Let me know if that's possible. If it's not, and they're like, no, we've got to do it now. I'd be like, all right, now I got to push through it. So because of the knowledge that I do have about that particular cycle, I know that I have to overly extend myself in communication, meaning I got to make sure that they got my email. I got to make sure that they got my voicemail. I got to make sure that they know exactly what they're getting. I got to send photos like you have to be super communicative because at that particular time, things are going to just slow everything down. Maybe there's going to be a delay. Maybe there's a delay with the bank. Maybe there's a delay with the realtor. Maybe the, you know what I mean? It's like things will challenge you and you could push through it. It's just not going to be an enjoyable, smooth ride. Ah, okay. So when Mercury is in retrograde and you're trying to sell your house, a bunch of other like bad things are going to happen to slow that process down. Like, oh my God, my kid got suspended from school. There's going to be like a host of other things that are happening that are making that contract really, really, really difficult to come by. And then when you say, oh, now's not a really good time for me, you're referring to like some of the troublesome things that are happening in your life, but also kind of like paying homage to the astrological signs that are being sent your way. Yes, in that particular time frame. I don't really see it as bad. I just see it as hurdles at this at this time where I have to be more clear. I have to just make a whole lot more effort, like your computer breaking down or the headset's not working, but the computer is, or it just all these little things that will spurs up in that time frame and it's it's really amazing if you if you actually can go back in the calendar and Mm. just look up those phases of mercury retrograde anybody listening just try and do that and see where you were chances are telling you some of those things are there you broke something you had an accident you lost something you had like miscommunication on something. You bought something that didn't work or it just failed. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's like, it's like all these little things that like, you're just like, oh my God, why is this happening right now? And I'm going to be like, well, I hate to break it to you. We're going to, we're definitely going to put a link in the description and I'm going to, as soon as we're done, I'm doing this. And then I'm sure other people want to do this as well and see and, 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 and test this out. On this, on the last thing with the with the Mercury retrograde, if everything is going well in your life, right, you foresee no problems, but Mercury happens to be in retrograde, should you just say, well, everything is a-okay on the surface, I'm just going to go with this, or would you still kind of like be apprehensive and be like, let me just wait another month for this for this planet to get where it needs to be? I think, as I said, you can write it out. And I think that when people have that in awareness, that is true power. So when you have that awareness, you're like, all right, there's traffic. So I can either be upset and be in traffic or because I knew this might happen, I prepared myself to leave my house 45 minutes earlier and I can listen to an audiobook in the car. I will make it as enjoyable as I can with what I can control because that is my choice. So everything, this is interesting, because this is actually, I think this can help people, because if they know that times, because in Buddhism, we have this idea of like, life is suffering, right? It's just never, it's never ending suffering. But astrology actually tells us that during very specific moments, you're going to have immense levels of suffering. And then once you are aware of that, you can kind of deal with it. Like, oh, like this is a time for me to suffer and it's not going to sting as badly because you know that this is an immense, like the universe is telling you, Hey, guess what? You're now in an immensely painful time. Yeah. And also points of joy too. I mean, getting that career, you know, along the way or knowing when you might have to go to the hospital or knowing, you know, all these different parts of your life that you can really address if you want to, Mm. or you don't have to. Really? I mean, the choice is really yours. I I just personally come from very similar to you in this curiosity that even in my skepticism, I went for it. So my mom is a studying astrologer for more than five years or longer now. And she did my chart. And when I read everything, you got to understand this is more than 30 pages about you. Just you. So it started getting into the nitty gritty of things. And when I read it, there were things in there that she does not know about me. 
because I never relayed those things, you know? Hmm. So it's really uncovering parts of yourself that are maybe hidden or maybe not expressed that really can have you face yourself even on a, I would describe on a mental health way. These are my habits and I can change them now. If I don't want to, I don't do anything about it. Or like you said, there's a a moment coming up that I'm going to be tested and Mm -hmm. I can either do the right thing or not do anything or do something wrong. Like it's, it's always like your choice. So it's kind of like a, uh, like a diagnostic tool of, of here, here are the places that I failed at. Here are the places that I excelled at. And we, we talked a lot about, um, the planets, I want, I want to kind of shift to the stars now, you know, oh, well, the, the, I've heard this expression like, well, the stars have aligned just so. Does that mean like, like, like I've heard this idea and I think something happened in 2012 or in, in I think it was 2012 where there was some kind of shift. Like, are there different eras that, that we go through as, as a species where like this, this kind of behavior or this kind of energy is rewarded and now we're in a different epic or a different like era. Is it, is that, is there something with the stars that we could look at with that as well? Yes. So when you're going back into the 2012, that was in the Mayan calendar that stated that it was the end of the world. Now in my translation, we're still here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, a few, a few astrologers have stated that the Mayan calendar was uh, translated wrong, and it was actually for now, for 2020. Hmm. Uh, and you can guys look that up because I, I have no specific link, but that's what I, I've read. And to me, we are moving into now the age of Aquarius. The age of Aquarius is, uh, is kind of like a form of an astrological age says that, um, you know, this is about in the Zodiac, particularly, you know, Aquarius and what it, it means to them, which is, you know, this is a humanitarian time. That's what we're shifting in into now. So we were in, uh, I believe Pisces and now we're moving into, uh, Aquarius. So, um, so that is what I think you're referring to as far as constellations of where the whole area era is moving to Mm. now with Aquarius though, you know, there's also the humanitarian side, but there's also the robotic and technology and, and really going into that realm. And so when you look up different translations of what is to come for 2021, you will hear, you know, astrologers talk about this particular age, what it means and their predictions. So you can also, again, do astrology for a year. Now, we shifted into Aquarius in 2012 or 2020. We're now doing it in 2020. So that's, you know, the last time we've had that, I believe it was in the 60s because they made that funky tune. Where <laughs> Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so uh, so we're, we're bringing that back. <laughs> how many, how often do we change ages? Like how, 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 is it every seven years or six years that we change into a different age? That I'm not certain of. And astrology could definitely tell you that, but it's, it's also, again, this is a, a theory of you know, that particular Zodiac, and it moves into every house again. Remember, there's 12 signs. So it's going to move in that direction. So think of, you know, January, that's Aquarius, and then we're going to move onward. So each age, like Aquarius could be five years, it could be 10 years, each of the ages vary, there's not like a set time period for how long we're in a specific age. I'm just not confident to, to state the relation. It's, it's really fascinating because that's also kind of in the Chinese calendar. They'll, they'll also correlate that by the year and say yeah. the year of the dragon or the year of the rabbit or et cetera. Now, so you said with Aquarius, there's two things to be on the horizon. And one is humanitarian and 
technology, right? Yes. And it, it is like, I'm just thinking about this a little bit. Well, humanitarian coronavirus, right? Like that one's covered. And then technology, well, there's a lot of fear now about like Elon Musk and putting a chip in your wrist and AI and all this other stuff. So I, I definitely see evidence of those fears coming into fruition. And there have been a few other people on the podcast who have spoken about having anxiety over those two issues. So that seems to be about right to me. Like it does, it does, you know, I, I might, I, I don't know if I'm, I'm grasping at this too strongly, but I do, I do see some correlation between that and what's going on right now. Well, not to go dive into it too much. I just want to touch up on the aspects of Aquarius, yeah. which, you know, it's about Aquariuses are the deep thinker. They're also the constellation of the archer. That's, that's the constellation view. So when we see that, this is about really aiming high and thinking on a very deep, unconventional level. So both sides, that data that you're talking about, that you know, software, that kind of chip, that kind of analoging and collecting everything and notating everything, the knowledge. <laughs> But then we have the humanitarian side, which is thinking of what it is to be human. What mm. is the meaning of taking care of our human? Now, this so, is no, this seems like a really good time for a guy like me. <laughs> you know, it a, like, <laughs> when you said philosopher, I was like, yeah, a time for a philosopher. Well, it's about freaking time. So I like I'm happy. I, I'm happy. Like, it seems like that's good. And I like this idea that we're in an age now of deep thinking and I've actually seen a, um, a, maybe it's just my tightly closed off circles right now. Uh, maybe it's my particular silo, but I am seeing a, like a reemergence in, in deep thinking. And I, I do kind of credit, you know, I mean, COVID-19 is a terrible disease, but it has made a lot of us stay at home and think really deeply about life. Like I, I, I do, I, I do not see a lot of things happening. I don't see a lot of deep thought happening if it wasn't for that. So I do, you know, like I do appreciate that there is like some kind of relationship of what's going on here. I mean, deep down, you know, if we, if we really, you know, and of course this will probably be debated, but you know, <laughs> when I see astrology, I just see it as the most beginning science that there was. We looked up at the stars and we wanted to try and explain it. We wanted to find a pattern. We wanted to find meaning. We did that with astronomy and collecting that. And they decided to create formulas. I personally think that everything is math, and even though I'm terrible at it, but it's, <laughs> but it's everything. And so, you know, these numbers have meaning and putting them together develops something even more than we realize. And, and we created that. You know, that's what I find fascinating, too. Like, we're the ones who created that. You know, yes. It didn't, just, it didn't just fall from the sky. You know, <laughs> we we tried to define it. Now, I'm going to I'm just going to give air to the invisible voice of skepticism. Right. We're just going to have like we're going to have a skeptic sing here. Well, well, Friedra, you know, us humans, we are always trying to find patterns in everything. Right. They, they, they would kind of go along those lines. Like we're just we love looking for patterns. And the other thing I think a psychologist would say, well, we have such such a we're so we have such a lack of comfort with uncertainty that we'll look to the stars or we'll look to anything to make us feel good, right? So I think our skeptic, like our you know, our skeptic would say, we just want to look for patterns. And then our psychologist would say, you are just too you need to just get comfortable with uncertainty and, and like nothing, nothing no stars or nothing is going to be able to protect you from that. And I mean, both in their own way is truth there. I mean, like I said, the gurus said to study astrology, but let it go. Don't get too attached to it because that's not an outcome. Hmm. Uh, it's your choice of what outcome is. And I definitely feel that you do need to come into peace with uncertainty because everything on this planet so far is temporary. Nothing has literally stand all of time. I mean, maybe air, 
<laughs> but air can't tell the story. <laughs> well, maybe yeah. we could maybe we could come up with like some rules here. So how often should I consult astrology then? Because like, I don't like if the guidance was like, don't be tied to it. Should I maybe just check it once a month? Just check my hor like horoscope once a month and let it go. Because obviously there is like there, there, there could, I, 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 I'm sure there are people who become obsessed with this. Like they, they don't leave, oh, their, yeah. they don't leave their apartment if the star is not um, shining in, in exactly the right way that they like it to. So they're obviously, and especially people who suffer from OCD, this, this could be a, this could be a thing for them. They could just be like, no, 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 I, I, I don't. So what would you recommend is like a good set of laws? Like, Hey, you know, when you're feeling uncertain, tr check your, you know, maybe like every other week, once a month, maybe only in times of crisis when you have no other recourse. Like I'm wondering what are some good guidelines? Because we don't want to obviously have like a society of OCD and then just like, you know, every, like every decision comes down to the stars. Yeah. I mean, definitely to be flexible. I would say if, if you are ever curious, I think everyone should take a look at their natal chart, just hands down. It's, okay. it, was, it was the moment you were born. I think it's beautiful to literally take a look at where the planets were, you know, when you were born, just that in itself. Then when you look at the chart, unless you're an astrologer, you're not going to understand because it's tons of uh, correlations of degrees. It's going to have lines and, and different shapes in your graph, depending on where the planets are. So if you like graphs, I'm sure you're going to get a big kick out of that. Oh, my girlfriend so, <laughs> loved us. <laughs> so, She's a math that. person, so she loves graphs. Oh, uh, yeah. And I mean, it literally tells you to the degree of where the planet is or was at that particular time. So often, I, I would say I read personally about my chart yearly. Yearly, because, okay. Because I want to see, am I on track? Have I removed these habits? Have I moved forward? Have I gotten better? Yes or no. Um, when it comes to the yearly forecast, you know, I do that monthly and I'm mainly observing when Mercury is in retrograde. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've got a number of people who just want me to tell them when that is. That's it. That's, that's, that's all I need to do. Pedra, Pedra, just tell me where Mercury is in retrograde. I'm like, okay. I <laughs> love this. I'm like, all right, well, what about all the other stuff, you know? No, no, but, no, no, just that. <laughs> yeah, just that. But then, you know, on a monthly basis, I also, as I spoke in the other episode, which is the moon. I love to look at the moon cycles because that's the closest to Earth. And it really does, in my in my belief, really affect us. It affects the season. It affects what's going on. It really affects our vibration, you know, depending it's a new moon or a full moon. So, I mean, if you want to prepare for something, you know, big, if you have a very big question, um, if you have concerns or if you feel like you are ready to face yourself, like seriously, you've hit rock bottom or you're near rock bottom in your life and you want to use this as a tool, I repeat, use it as a tool to empower yourself, to face yourself and make you the best possible human you could be. I think astrology is great for that. But it's not something to get too attached to because it's every choice that you make all the time. It, consider it like a weather forecast. Instead, this is an astrological forecast. I think that's really fair. And I think, I think once a year or, or on a monthly, like that's very fair. And I think, and I like what you're saying is like, I could check this once a year. I'm not taking it as like ironclad science and being like, yes, everything, you know, it's not ironclad science, but I'm just checking this as a year. And I might be pleasantly surprised like, oh, wow, that, that really worked out the exactly um, the, the way that it stated. Last thing before we move on to synchronicity, uh, the moon is it true with like, if it's a full moon, people go crazy or something ominous or bad is going to happen? Or, or like, does that, I just had to ask that one because I've, I've heard so many things about full moons and, and bad stuff and crazy stuff. So again, I tiptoe around this because I don't <laughs> like to say this is good or this is bad. I, I honestly like, and I should probably create my shirt finally but um, <laughs> it, it's it's in a song i wrote so i just want to let everybody know so that if you see my shirt it'll be available eventually um it is what it is until it isn't i would say that 
it isn't good. It isn't bad. It is what you've made it. You deal with it, basically. There are consequences either way when you do something good or you do something bad. So for this, I just don't want to come from a sense of judgment because I don't want to be judged unless it's God. And I know you don't want to be judged either. So for for, for the full moon, yes, you are correct. There is a, a negative perspective to it. However, it's really about release. That's what I try to educate my clients when they're, you know, coming to me for guidance or for tarot readings. I tell them that this is a perfect time to release. So write down everything that you don't want, right? Write what you want to let go. That's why I'm pretty sure I haven't seen it, but in the movie Purge, there was probably a full moon. Like, <laughs> like that have to, makes sense. <laughs> I'll, I'll have to go back and watch it. I'm sure. I'm sure that the director was like, hey, we got to put a full moon up there. <laughs> All right. So, I mean, everybody gets like emotional in that point because they want to release something. They want to cry. They want to, you know, break something or whatever. So, yes, that vibration is around. But again, you always have that choice to do that. Or see, not. I, I see this as like the... Um the only time where the light really interacts with the darkness. I find, I find it like, I, you know, I don't know what the hell that's, but maybe I'm going back to Zoriastricism in some way, but I like, because I, I feel that it's really dark at night, but the only time it's not so dark is if there's a really powerful moon guiding you. And that, that, that kind of has like light combating darkness in some way that I, I kind of like. All right. On to um, synchronicity. So I, I kind of talked about this, a little bit with my friend Alexander and it's this idea that, you know, everything happens for a reason. There's no such thing as like, that's a random coincidence. And we were really trying to figure this out because there have been times where, and I'll give you a perfect example of this. And I told it to him is you're thinking about somebody and I'm not talking about your mom or your brother or somebody that you talk about, every, you know, that you're in, in contact with every day. You're, you're thinking about some really random person, haven't seen them in like 10 years, haven't heard from them in 10 years. You're thinking about them, boom, text message. And it doesn't happen all the time, doesn't happen every day, but it's happened enough to me at least that I'm like, this is kind of weird. And again, if you're thinking about your mom who calls you every day and then she happens to call you, you know, big freaking deal. But if it's when that, when it's that rare person that just like you're thinking about them and then they pop into your life somehow, I, I have to say that, that that kind of makes me, it kind of tugs on me being like, hey, look a little deeper, my friend. There's something going on here. Yeah, I, I honestly, in my experiences, feel that there are no coincidences I think that and and I'm gonna be the weirdo here because I'm so open about it (laughs) (laughs) that uh you know I think that we are infinite beings I really do I feel like we are so powerful we still have yet to really unearth that understanding so for me I would say to you that at that point Aaron you had this thought you had this visualization you felt so deeply that You literally sent out a vibrational call and boom, that person responded. And whether that's telepathic, telekinesis, whatever, you know, whatever you want to go into that realm, I think that we can generate that when we really are just so attuned with ourselves. Mm -hmm. So there is, there is like a a consciousness that we're, we're kind of connecting connecting into it. and sometimes this works and sometimes it doesn't work you know there there's people that i've probably thought about and they they just probably never showed up they never showed up <laughs> but yeah. um you know does that does that connect like for carl young who came up with this idea and, and he was like a psychologist by the way you know a very legit you know high profile psychologist did that does your synchronicity increase or decrease with the way that the stars align like i've i've heard this one where it's like oh you were meant to be in my life right now like i've heard i've heard that one before it's like like this person was there at this right time uh oh looks like planets are changing it, it looks like maybe where our our forces or energies are not really compatible with one another yeah i think the quote that i've heard from a friend of mine a lot is uh when the student is ready the master will appear yeah right so i think it's like when you go through an experience you know the right people around you will be there to support you because as i said the universe has your back it's gonna position you to where you've got to 
do this lesson, you'll go through it, you'll meet a bunch of amazing people, and you'll keep on going. And that's where time is relative. Hmm. It's not about like at this precise time. That's our logical mind saying that. But if we were to say that time is relative and it really doesn't exist, then how do you measure anything? So you're, this is interesting now. So you're saying that basically like if time is not real, right? And my consciousness has just shifted in a different direction and I need a certain type of person to be around me. They, they will just kind of manifest because it's not like I'm waiting for that person to come to me. It's just that my consciousness is shifting the universe to make those people come to me. Like the universe is, is working in your favor because we're all together one. In my belief, it really, like I feel that we're all actually balls of energy in this physical vessel. <laughs> Is that, is that kind of what like the law of attraction would say that like, and I, I've noticed one thing and it could be my, and there's two camps of, th- you know, there's two schools of thought that I have on this. Like I've noticed that when I do good deeds or I'm a lot more positive and I have a much more optimistic outlook in life, I'm just a much more charitable person. Good things tend to happen to me and I tend to rub elbows with more good people. Like there, there, there tends to be that happening. But my skeptic in me might be saying, okay, it's not necessarily the universe just rewarding you with good people because you were a good person. It's because you actually took initiative and you took steps that brought those good people to you. So like, they're, they're, yeah, so there's like two ways that I, I kind of see that. Well, because it's, it's, it's working through it. Like the, the, the point, as I said, like to me, it's the explanation that this is a video game. And, and by the way, I'm, you know, I haven't taken anything. Like, this is literally how I think. And I know it's <laughs> out there. No, it's know? okay. It's okay. <laughs> you know? And it's like, I really feel that the astrology, I'm going to try and explain. So the, astro- the astrology chart is a snapshot of when you were born, right? Yeah. So that's when you kind of come into the video game. And these are your little assets. And you've got this nice little body, which is your avatar. Your spirit, and, your sprint or something, right? Was that what they called it? Yeah. <laughs> and you make like, you make all these choices and you get to meet these people, but it's through your intention, right? Like mm. you, it's, it's not necessarily work. It's again, you doing your free will, like you're creating this thing and it's sending out this kind of call, this kind of frequency. And when it's matched with what you desire, it's going to come to you. You're going to be attracted like a magnet. There's Mm. nothing else stopping you to really do what it is you dream to do. And I know that sounds very Care Bear because that's what I am, a big Care Bear. (laughs) But I think think really that's the part of synchronicity that Carl Jung was really saying in this kind of beautiful philosophical way that whether you do things at 15, or 25, 35, the time is, is relative. The, the things that come into synchronicity to you is based on your mindset. Mm-hmm. That makes perfect sense. So, and you, and you will see markers. You'll see markers throughout your life, whether that's a person or an animal or coins. You know, if you find coins on the ground, um, a lot of people have talked about numbers And I'm kind of tiptoeing into this because if I tell you, Aaron, you might start seeing it from now on. So (laughs) confirmation confirmation bias, right? (laughs) I I, I think like here's the thing about like synchronicity and it actually works for both believers and non-believers alike. And that, that, and that's kind of what's really nice about this beautiful system. And, and I think the same is true for religion as well. It can actually work for believers and non-religious, but in synchronicity in particular, well, okay, if you have no agency over your life and you believe in synchronicity, you can believe, all right, I'm just going to start thinking a certain way and the universe is going to get my back. And that, and that, is great for believers. I think that's a great thing to have. Like if you have, I think in psychology, they call it your um, internal locus of control. So if your external locus of control is outside, the belief system works. If you're a non-believer though, just from a logical perspective, if you are being good, 
if you are being a good person and you are volunteering and doing other good things, just by sheer probability and sheer logic, you're going to brush elbows with more good people. So I, I think I think I think it actually works both in in the belief way and mm -hmm. in the logical way as well. Yeah, and you know I love that Young really talked about you know in synchronicity that it's not something that is rushed. It's it's a natural form of motion. And that's really beautiful because I feel like in society, we're always being rushed to get to it. What is the result? Well, mm. what about the meaning behind the result? What did it take you to get there? What did you learn? What did you see? Who did you meet? You know, that part of the journey, you know, and that these markers tell you how far you've come and where you got to go. I like that. And it's it's basically, I, I, and I think the the... To sum up the, like the lessons of synchronicity and perhaps astrology in general is like stop rushing things like stop rushing it and it's like it, it, it's kind of like I think in my head. Um, I'm sure when I was like 10 or 11 I saw my mom driving and I was like. I want to drive. I want to drive. Right. Like we all had that feeling, right. We were all, I mean, we were like probably not tall enough to, to have our feet on the, on the, on the, you know, on the, on the gas pedal and the steering wheel, but we wanted to drive. And from a practical standpoint, like we're just not ready for that right now. And we're always rushing things. Like when we're, we kind of want to rush through life when we're a kid, you know, especially when I was a teenager, I was like 18, 18, 18, 18, 18, 18. I kept on saying that, that number in my head over and over because mm -hmm. I equated 18 with being an adult. I'm going to, I'm going to be out of here. I'm going to do all sorts of crazy things and do whatever 18 comes. And I'm like, I'm not free. Like I'm not, I'm not some, I'm not a rebel on a motorcycle traveling the country doing whatever the hell I please. Like, <laughs> so it's like, we we're constantly rushing things and we constantly think that when we arrive at these destinations, it's going to be majestic and beautiful. And I think that taking solace in, in astrology tells us like, no, there is no rush to be that guy on the motorcycle, or there is no rush to be a millionaire or whatever it is. The universe wants you to be exactly where you are at this moment. And what I like about the way you're describing it is that you're not just where you are in this moment and sitting there and not doing anything and, and, and like watching Netflix, you're, you're figuring out like, I'm in this exact moment. What is it that I should be doing in this exact moment? And I think if you kind of put those two things together is that you feel good on one hand that you're in this moment and you also have agency within, like, you don't feel bad. Like, man, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a billionaire on a yacht right now, but you're like, ah, I'm in this moment. What's my purpose? Like, what's my task? Like going back to a video game, what's my task to get past this level? Yes, because it, the, the end result isn't really going to define it. Yeah, you get that million dollars and yeah, you got a boat. Okay. Like, to me, it, what, what really stands out is really knowing yourself. And honestly, if you can use these tools to know yourself, that's the greatest gift of all. I love that. I love that. Know yourself, know the country. I think, I think, I think, I think uh, astronomy has so much that it can teach us. Uh, Friedra, thank you so much for being on the show today. Oh, thank you. This concludes the 70th episode of the Truth Island podcast. I'm Aaron Azrod.